Welcome to the Revital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Revital Health is a proud member of the Health Optimization Network. Health Optimization Medicine and Practice is a 501c3 nonprofit on a mission to educate doctors and practitioners on how to optimize for health rather than treating disease. If you're interested in becoming a practitioner or donating, head over to homehope.org. Revital Health Clinic is the first and only of its kind exclusive health optimization clinic in Australia with state-of-the-art technology, protocols and personalised healthcare, compounded medicines made specifically to your testing individualities. To find out more, head to revitalhealth.com. In episode 65, Emma blew my mind. So I got an opportunity to chat to Emma Estrella and she is officially certified as an instructor of the breathing class by Dr. Belissa Ranich and has completed the highest certification through the Wim Hof Method, the only level three Wim Hof Method instructor in the UK. And since becoming a Wim Hof instructor in 2017, she has led retreats and workshops worldwide as a renowned international speaker and ambassador. Now, as I said, Emma blew my mind. Um, She has a story of courage, of um, a pilgrimage that she did, of a marathon and an ultra marathon journey that she did and all the amazing she's work she's doing in the community so i i absolutely i felt so enriched after this podcast and i hope you all do too so enjoy emma thanks so much for coming in and having this podcast with me oh my pleasure (laughs) so emma has been traveling on a bit of a tour and i'll let you tell everyone all about that but let's start with a bit of history we're here to talk about breathing women sports health everything (laughs) (laughs) all in one all in one all in one so get started let's talk about you like give me a little bit more of a background so everyone knows what you're about how you got into even just the breathing yeah probably yeah, well, it's, um, well, it was a very romantic, I'm going to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had a, like a burnout, what the doctor said I had a burnout, and offered me some antidepressants, but I wasn't depressed. I, like, I still have a zest for life. I was just mm. tired. Mm. So, um, but there was something that happened in my burnout. There was three things, like I, I made redundant from my corporate job, which I have to say now, no bad thing. Uh, yeah. Spit up for my boyfriend. We had a five-bedroom house at the time. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> so that gone. So, and then I went back home for some TLC from from my mum. Yeah. And uh, and then kind of I got received a tough love. Long story short, I ended up in a police holding cell. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. So there's nothing like a police holding cell to make you realise a few things in life. Yeah. So I'm adopted. Yeah. And I and I challenged my mum about my adoption. Mm. And it, I, rightly so, it wasn't well received. Um, so yeah, I was really venomous in my words and stuff like that. Yeah. And very innocently, I'd never hit another human being, went to hit her front door and to call the police for vandalism, and then it just escalated <laughs> from there. So, um, but it was, uh, do you know what, I came out of that thinking, I was really angry with the world and yeah. really angry and kind of blame uh, victim mode and all that. And I had a pity party in there, I like, went through the whole cycles mm-hmm. of what's, what's a girl like me doing in a place like this. And then I kind of left thinking, I need to change, which is like totally weird because I never thought I had a problem. <laughs> yeah. 
So starts with us. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I kind of knew, I rationalised all my problems and issues. Yeah. Uh, but I never really felt them. So yeah. So when I went back to the Lake District where I'm from in the UK, mm-hmm. I decided to look for another way. Like yeah. I was downloading loads of podcasts and reading loads of different books that I wouldn't read. One of them was Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then I listened to his podcast after that book. Yep. Uh, and all because he's a lawyer, sobriety marathon runner. Yes. That yes. he's really good at extracting information. He's good at questions uh, for his guests. And all the guests have a similar thing where you hit rock bottom, you go up, or you go through this major challenge, and then you come out with a new release or a new. Mm. Um, and one of them was Wim Hof. Yeah. On Amazing. his podcast back in 2016. And so, yeah, you know, and the weirdest thing is that it was like for me, Wim's uh, 26 world records mm. didn't really resonate with me. Like, I don't care. Like, it was like, why would you want to do that? You know, yeah. why would you want to sit in ice for two hours? Why would you want to do the Arctic Circle? And what, you know, it's like, no, nah, you know. But when I heard his story mm. about his, wa- his wife was death by suicide and he's left with four children, yeah. single parent, I was like, oh, like it touched. It touched the heartstrings, you know. Yeah, seen. and yeah. that's why he he went to the ice and married at the breathing and the ice through grief. Yeah. Now I wasn't going through grief at the time, but I had the same emotions of you know loss, abandonment, you know, you know things like that. The raw emotions so, were the same. Doesn't matter how you want to package it. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Mm. And that resonated with me, and that's what made me try the Wim Hof method. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So home is a lake district. Yes. And you're also from you're from Brazil yeah. originally, yeah. Um, Brazil, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> before I saw that as a, a curse, but now I see it as a blessing. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Lake District is beautiful. Have you I been? Spent, yeah. yeah, I lived in London for some time. Yes. And we went travelling. Nice. Yeah. So I do remember the Lake District because yeah. we used to go there for scenery. Yeah. <laughs> you need it from London. Absolutely. Yeah, but absolutely. it's so it's when you I always saw the Lake District as hiking. Yeah. But with all now with the Wim Hof, I see the waterfalls and I see oh. all the energy there and. Yeah, and I just see it through different eyes now. And Back to I'm connection. always hopping into the waters. Yeah, yeah, it's my grounding. Yeah, it's, it's funny enough like we touch straight into trauma, and I think breathing has a huge aspect of moving through trauma for so many different people. And yeah. it's not only the holotropic type breathing or the yeah. Wim Hof breathing, but any form of breathing, it can really bring you back into yourself. Absolutely. And then that recognition of the trauma. Yes. So I think that's huge, and it gives me shivers now thinking about it because. Yeah all of the aspects of oxygen whoever you talk to it's all got that component of finding yourself again yes yeah. totally yeah and that's exactly what happened first because i hated the cold water mm. so i fast forward six months went to poland uh, so wim does uh, travel experience one in poland okay and one in spain so yeah. i went to the one in poland mm. and uh, i found out i wasn't that great with the cold water but the first day uh first full day i was yeah. there I was told I was a paradoxical breather, and I was like, what's that? Like, yeah. it doesn't sound very good. Yeah. And you know the monkey brain or the hamster goes inside? And I thought I said in my head, oh my God, so this is where I've been going wrong all my life. But actually I said it out loud. <laughs> and then I thought, oh no. And then I started to cry, because it was just like, ah, I made a, made a you know, a fool of myself. Yeah, humiliation. Right? <laughs> Sometimes that brings you back. <laughs> exactly. And then from there I got corrected. So, you know, it was breathe. So paradoxical breathing is 180 degrees the other way to how you should be breathing mechanically for your body. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I didn't really know that till later. I was doing lots of research after the incredible week that I had. But I like mental note, Google paradoxical breathing. Like mm. mental note, Google chakras. Mental note, Google. Like all these things that came up that week. Yeah. And um, and then my breathing got corrected. Basically, when I did the breathing, I was lying on my back, 
and somebody put like a book on my belly. Mm -hmm. So they say breathe into the book first and then into the chest. Right. So I, I was conscious. Yeah. So I was consciously having to bring my breath lower into the belly because I mm. thought I was. But mm. actually, sometimes what you think. And when you go into it, and you just that little course correction can make the difference. So, wow. in the afternoon, did my first group breathing, and poof, Pandora's box blew open. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. laugh because no. we, we know what that's like. I didn't know. Yeah, like I didn't know. As I said, like, I didn't know that I had such a such a trauma, as you say, or like I I needed that release. Yeah. Uh, and now I've held on to so much. Yeah, I've held on to so much my whole life, and mm. I didn't realize I was living in fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. You know that little that little twig the other way because the Wim Hof is so dynamic. The breath work, you go into fight, flight, freeze, and then you go into rest and digest, which is yeah. the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. Yeah, and it's like a pendulum. Mm. Every round gives you that, and then you kind of end up on an on more alkaline or more neutral to where you should be because normally we're in chronic stress and we mm. don't realize it. So the Wim Hof breathing brings you to more neutral, and of course it's the more it's a it's a better way to be internally, and of course you release everything mm. that is being trapped in the body for so many it has no timeline when you do breath work yeah. you can go yeah I want to release something that happened 10 years ago it never works out that way no. so like, that's why I always say the breath is more intuitive than science yeah and it will give you what it needs Absolutely. so yeah it, the breath work took me right back to birth wow. you know and then I was releasing the everything because of I was pulled away from my adoptive uh, my my mother my birth mum and oh. I went to my adoptive mum so oh. Yeah. And so that you have memories of that, as in what well, you were feeling in your body when you were going through that breathing, that was what that the, was. The interesting that came up from that after some time is the, because um, you go through fight, flight, freeze, rest and digest, and yeah. when I was in my rest and digest, yeah. I felt the fight, flight, freeze, okay. and really weirdly, I think it's stressful enough going through the birth canal anyway, yeah. and then doing that when your mum knows she's going to give you up, so I had her cortisol through the umbilical cord, as well as my cortisol going through the... Mm. the the birth canal, yeah, and that's what I felt um, when I was doing the breath work when I was releasing. Wow! Like double fight, flight, freeze. Like yeah. my heartbeat was so fast, the blood, the veins, all going pumping away. Yeah. And the first first thing I thought was like, oh, she did care. So that was my first connection to my birth mum that yeah. she did actually care about me because my whole life I was thinking she doesn't care. Yeah. You know, why? why the big why? Why did she yeah. do that? Couldn't yeah. get any answers from anywhere and just kind of closed myself up. Yeah. But yeah. that breath work made me think she did care. Yeah. she lived in fear when it was happening wow wow so. that's incredible and for us in terms of all this and i'll just briefly touch on this though but yeah. in in nature in terms of what we are given you know even in psychedelic medicine yeah. in breathing medicine all these things there's like you said there's no timeline you have no idea what's going to come <laughs> yeah. up yeah and that's the beautiful mystery of it all absolutely oh my god i say the same thing yeah like we, yeah. every time we there is a research paper it's super nice like we have a little bit of a jigsaw but it leaves more like science to me leaves more hypotheses like it yeah. leaves more questions yeah and the beauty is exactly what I say is you should leave some of it up to mystery because mm. that's the essence of life sometimes absolutely you know? absolutely and we like to control so much yes. yeah yeah which I really want to dive into a little yeah. bit more about yeah. measurement and you know how you went through your marathon training as well without doing yeah. any of the analytical work yeah but I want to really dive into Wim Hof yes because that's also something that I really haven't had on the podcast before oh, either yeah. yeah but also give me a little bit more information you know obviously you're a level three instructor now yes yeah, yeah. 
what does that mean? Like, what for those who are out there who don't know much about Wim Hof, which you know it's everywhere now, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What what is the the basics of it, and then dive me through any of the science that you and want to talk about or express and see, you know, in terms yeah. of benefits and all those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. So the Wim Hof uh, is to, is sort of have three pillars to it. So mm-hmm. one is breath work. Uh, yeah. The other is cold. Ex- uh, well, it's cold exposure. Yep. So most people know him for the ice baths, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be an ice bath, you know. It yeah, can be, that's how ice baths yeah. came to fruition, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, Everyone exactly. loves them now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I see ice baths, especially in Australia, I don't know whether to be, I'm generalizing here, yeah. but ice bath and breath work, which I've seen here, mm. is more of a fitness thing. Yeah. Like in recovery. Europe, yeah, your fitness and recovery is good, mm. but in Europe it's more of a, a philosophy of life you know, in that sense. So, yeah. kind of, and I think in Wim was more known in Europe when it first started. Yeah. And uh, so people see him as the guy who went through all his stages to get there. Whilst mm. here it's just clumped as breathwork and ice and maybe people don't really take one step back who publicized it, which is the yeah. Wim, which is Wim Hof. Yeah. So having that missing piece can really kind of bring you back to the heart center yeah. and start to kind of make decisions from there. But it's super good for recovery and it's really good for the, you know, that part of yeah. it. Yep. And then finally, the third pillar is commitment. Mm. Uh, so commitment is really beautiful umbrella that you can just, whatever it means to you, whether it's commitment to the shower or to cold, yep. commitment to do that last round of breathing, because your monkey mind is going, yeah, the conditioned mind is like, yeah, let's quit, let's just go, I'm in the car on the way to work or yep. whatever. Yep. So yep. just to stay for that uh, extra round. Or well, commitment to me is learning the philosophy of, of the way that I live, because you, you have all these like gratitude journals and stuff like that, just do the Wim Hof method. Because yeah. trust me, when you're in that ice and you get out, you're oh, so yeah. grateful for your life. You feel <laughs> like you've survived. Yes, yes, you've exactly. survived something really yeah. intense. Yeah, <laughs> and therefore gratitude begins. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful for the for the heat to feel the heat now. I'm really grateful. You know, so there's there's mm-hmm. so much. You know, there's so much that can come from the connecting the two. So commitment is beautiful because it can be whatever it means to you, mm. and that will make you have the long term into the method. Yeah, so. and that surviving I think is key. You know, and that's the one thing that I've experienced. Uh, and I've only done I've done a three minute bi- um, ice bath yeah. through um, very similar breathing methods. It yeah. wasn't exactly Wim Hof though. Yeah. I think it was um, changed in yeah. some way. Yeah. And then just recently when we were in the U- the US, we we're at a center and there was a guided breath work previous, so that was recorded though. Yeah. Um, and then we went in for a six minute ice bath. Wow. Um, and for that. You know, nothing can prepare you for it. And when people ask me, and I think this is good to discuss here because yeah. some people haven't done a long um, extent of an ice bath or yeah. an ice, yeah. showers are slightly different. I actually find showers harder. Same here. Don't worry, I do too. And I, and I still take it off. If I could control a shower, I would like yeah. take it off, do that, do the legs first. Yeah, it's then, like, yeah. And then I back myself in. And then, <laughs> yeah, totally. A lot of mental effort. Yeah. Whereas you're in your ice bath, you're, you're, you're in there, you're yeah. done, you're out, you're yeah. like, I can't get out now. Like, I would look like a wimp if I got out now. <laughs> but the, the change that happens, you yeah. go into survival, like you've actually survived. And yeah. nothing can describe that. You've got new skin, you've got a new lease of life. Yes. It's like you've gone through yeah. a trauma or a car accident. A and Yeah, you've gone through a rebirth. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's incredible. It's, it's yeah. an addictive feeling, yes. to tell you the truth. Yeah, it can yeah. be for sure. Dude. Yeah. The good news, well, what I like about the Wim Hof is a choice. Mm. So what's really nice is to calm your, your neocortex. Yeah. You know, because overthinking, making all your decisions, mainly the patterning of, you know, maybe between nine of your life, and mm. that you don't realize that, you're unaware of that, at least I was. Mm. And then when somebody gave me the choice to go into cold water, then you start making friends, then you have the mind-body connection, because you go, it's cold water, but I choose to accept this. Yeah. And those are so key, because you calm, 
you calm the mind down. So yeah. it's always your job. You can't, maybe some people teach it as, yeah, just think of it as Bahamas or, you know, you're in Australia, you're just you're going into the ocean or whatever. Yeah. And I can't lie to her. And when I say her, I'm not schizophrenic. It's like the monkey mind <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I can't yeah. lie. We have to yeah. be real. We have to work together. And that's acknowledging yeah. each other's powers. So it's cold water, I choose to go in it. And then that really makes a difference because then you go in a little bit more calm. It's mm. your choice, you consciously go in. Yeah. So it's not like, I'm gonna ruin the end of the Titanic here, you yeah. know, when uh, <laughs> what's his name dies after two minutes looking yeah. at Rosie or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But it wasn't necessarily his choice then and he wasn't doing it. But it was like, um, if you consciously go into the water, you enter it when you're parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. Yeah. So yes, you're going into a stressful life situation mm. um, and you're feeling it, but your response is calm. Oh, I know, which is also, I think, paradoxical, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's incredible when you think about how you can find yeah. a center of calm yeah. in something that you feel is so stressful for yes. your body and you want to jump out, yeah. but you have to find that center yes. calm. And yeah. so you're ability to adapt in the outside world yep. is greater. Absolutely, just because of that. you've just said it, it's transferable yeah. skills to yeah. real life, you know? Yeah. So you're, but it's in more in your, more in your control because what you've done internally is you've created new neurological pathways between the brain and the muscle. Mm. Or you've just um, dormant, have woken up neurological pathways which have always been there but you've never exercised between the brain and the body connection. Yeah. So, and yeah. then if it's by having that awareness you can go, oh, I'm having this panic attack, which felt like my first ice bath. How do I do it? Then I'll respond in just you know long exhales. Yeah. So you have that new form of awareness, which you kind of miss because life's going so fast, and you're like, got to be there, got to do this, got to do this, got to do that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And time slows down when you're there. Yes. Isn't it? It almost yeah. feels like it stops. You're in your flow. I call it the flow state. Yeah. And suddenly it's like time to get out now. You're like, what really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, time's oh, over. That yeah, did yeah. not happen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Incredible. Exactly. Yeah. So you also have the physiological benefits, I guess, yeah. as such. Um, and there's different types of breathing techniques. Am I correct with Wim Hof? Well, so the there's Wim Hof, different ones? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the protocol breathing, which you do before the ice water. So yeah. it preps the body to be more alkaline. Yeah. Uh, so when you go in, because inflammation and diseases start when you're more acidic inside the body. Mm. So by prepping the body to be more alkaline, your body's technically perfectly primed to go in. Yep. You have less pain receptors. Yep. So it's just the mind thing for when you go in. So we, you do that there. Uh, in the water, it's totally different breath work. All mm. you do is, ideally, if you can, breathe through the nose, in through the nose, because the nose um, has, it's a natural um, dilator, mm. basal dilator. Mm. It's also first line of defense. It's super good to keep breathing in yeah. through the nose, you know, anti fungal, antibacterial, antiviral. So and it's, it calms you down. You're more likely to be in your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. Mm. So you go in and it calm going in, and then long exhale. So long exhales and inhales. So exhale is where you you go, and you kind of have that feeling of letting it go. And the exhale is also a calming when you just let it go. You know, not like force like you're in labor or anything. Like you you will get to the calming exhale, and you just go, yeah, that's right, just let yeah. it go. And then letting it go is a relaxing in the body as well. Mm. So very different. And, s and we keep going into the eyes is super simple. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to think that much when you're in the no, eyes. No, no, no. Just like breathe out. <laughs> yeah, just breathe out. <laughs> you just remember one thing and long exhales. And people, because everyone, no one's got a problem about breathing in. Yeah. Even in today's everyday society. Yeah. Everyone breathes in perfectly fine. Yeah. It's yeah. the exhale that you need to become more aware of because it's your friend. Very true. Yeah. Because yeah, we're short exhale a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And hence the changes in oxygen and carbon dioxide. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, when you're in there, I know I notice when you first hop in, obviously your instant reaction is to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> so you're like. <gasps> yeah, exactly. It's actually hard to force that Oh, for that sure. Out. Yeah. yeah, and do you know what I really love about the ice bath? Except that no one likes the transition, but in life, do you like the transition? Exactly. No one. Everyone's really uncomfortable with their sudden change. Yep. You know, but you need to ease into it and then like find find your new norm in the environment, in the external environment. Yep. So that's also very good. But when you're right, so everyone breathing in to going into the water, mm. it's like reprogramming the body. Like you have to unlearn everything that you think, yep. you know, that the fear causes and reprogram it in the complete 180 different way, which is to relax in fear, mm. long exhales in fear and just learn to know that you are safe. Like they're the complete, like everyone wants to clam up, close up, shoulders up, yeah. I know that yeah. their forehead is tight, the jaw is clenched, and yeah. you like really protect and close yeah. everything up. But what you're doing in the body is closing your, your you're constricting your veins yeah. and arteries. But it's more With, painful. Yeah, and the blood can't get through no. to oxygenize the cells. So you have to deprogram yourself. Yeah. And sometimes you can be, yeah, 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 I know it. But when you go in the water, you've got no choice but to do it. And it do it, and you do it like more and more naturally, mm. and then you go, ah, so you're reprogramming in such a positive way for, for life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're you're in there, and when you're actually, um, like you say, holding on, yeah, it's it's painful, yeah. but yeah. you have to actually, when you let go, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like life, you know, like, we yes. kind of just got to let go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you do, because you can't you control do. anything You else. can't actually control You have it. to go internally to yeah. get your control back, and that's the beauty of the ice bath. Yeah. You really realise that. You might not realise it at the moment, but you'll feel it for the first time, and then yeah. there you can build on that new feeling. Yeah. yeah sure. And changes in mentality, I think, for days afterwards, I've yeah. noticed. And these yeah. are all my observations. I've not studied any techniques whatsoever, yeah. but it's just what I've been a part of, and very minimally. Yeah. So my next questions will be, you yeah. know, what do we do? You know, what's the... What's the uh, routine as such of what we should be doing to expose ourselves and then I might yeah. dive a little bit more into the well, immune system. Well Wim Hof's ma major breakthrough was to have an uh, endotoxin mm. experiment and mm. so basically he had dead bacteria injected into his bloodstream and he didn't show any signs of effects of nausea, you know, headaches, temperature, or, you know, sickness or anything like that. So he, it was dead bacteria not a live virus before we get things confused or anything yeah. like that and he primed his body beforehand with the breath work so his mm. breath work enabled him to become more alkaline in the blood, so when the bacteria came in, yeah. the dead bac shell of the bacteria, he was able to control that. But the main thing from that experiment that he influenced his um, immune system, which was deemed automatic, yep. you know, automatic. You yeah. can't do it; does yeah. it for you? But you can go into it through the breath, and so that's what you know. So there's a really good breakthrough for that, and what oh. they primed the body with ice water as well. Mm. So the ice water is really good for inflammation and stuff. So what they found in the blood is that it really lowers cytokines, mm. um, which are inflammatory markers, if you like, and it raises white blood cells. Mm. So it's super good to influence your immune system mm. doing breath work and ice. So when it came out from that experiment, is that you only need to do ice has such a positive effect on the body for up to six days. Wow. So you maybe just need to do an ice bath once a week. Yeah. Of course you can do it every day. We're not saying that you know it's not, it's not good, but yep. you know what? Uh, life is stressful. You, there might be a point in your life where you won't be able to do it every day. Yep. That's okay. You've got to listen to your body's signs. Mm. But just know the benefits can last, like you said, up to, you know, you're feeling great days later. Yeah. So the benefits can last, you know, up to six days later, and, the, and it's uh, all good. For the yeah, body. yeah. So when a lot of people will obviously skip the breathing, yeah. And then only do the ice. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And yeah. how long are we talking for breathing beforehand? Like, is it cumbersome? Yeah. So 
you can do that i've strayed away i've been doing it for eight years now yeah. so i've also strayed wow. away from the breathing and probably like quite a long female in in the yeah. uh, is totally committed to to the wim hof method so i i strayed away from the ice uh, no i haven't strayed away from the ice bath i strayed straight away from doing ice baths and i do different types of cold exposure because i was yeah. sort of listening to my body and that yeah. one stage we can go into that later, but I didn't really want to put my womb into ice water yeah. during my menstrual cycle. Absolutely. Because the Chinese energy is like hot, you know, yin and yang. Yeah, so I was yeah. very aware of that. No cold. Yeah. yeah. So I went to flip-flops, whatever, in the winter in the UK. You get your cold exposure by just stepping outside, you know, mm -hmm. most of the time. So it was fairly easy for me to do that. But going back to your question about the, the breathing, the breathing you can do, um, so I've stayed away from the breathing and just gone into the water. And I wouldn't worry too much. Mm. The benefit of the breathing before the ice is less pain receptors on the body, brings your body to more alkaline, more neutral, so you can go in. Right. But if you don't do it, just go in the water anyway, because mm. what happens is in the, the brain chemistry changes anyway from being in the water. In the water. And right. the reason, and you might have experienced this in the sense of you think less. Yes. And you, you activate your, your mammalian and reptilian brain. Yes. So you're not likely to think about your stock exchange when you're in the cold water. No. You're kind of more in the... the nothing matters. The, yeah, nothing matters. most important. Exactly. <laughs> so the brain chemistry changes anyway, which will bring you more blood flow to the areas of the brain that doesn't normally have blood flow when you're in everyday breathing. Because yeah. everyday breathing, you're feeding the neocortex. Yeah. So it balances it out anyway. Yeah. And by responding in the relaxed, long exhales, you kind of can, you know, balance out the rest of the body as well. So I wouldn't worry too much about, Good. you know, not doing. I mean, don't do it as a rit ritual. Like, oh my god, I haven't done the breathing. I yeah. can't go in the water. Just yeah. go in because you balance. You just stay in the water. You yeah. have to have the inner balance anyway. Yeah. So that's what happens. Good. But going back to the, ideally, it's nicer to go in where you have less less pain when you first. Yeah, step absolutely. In. Yeah. So that's that's a bonus. But also, uh, the breathing can last. You know, a half a day. Like if you do it in the morning, ice bath in the afternoon, that's fine. Yeah. Like it will stay good in the body um, for a while. You don't need to do it just before you go in the water. Yeah. You can, but just know that you can stay in in the body in in a well. You know, if you do, if you have several hours uh, yeah. difference, twenty minutes, few few hours is fine. Fascinating. No yeah, and I like yeah. that aspect of it, like how you've explained it there, because a lot of people will be like, well. Don't have time for the breathing and the bath, so I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah. there's no excuse. No, guys. no excuse. <laughs> do it anyway. You know what? You know, as Wim says, if the house is on fire, you run. You know, like just do yeah. it. If you see a beautiful waterfall and this is the moment, no one's around, go yeah. in it. You know, yeah. it's fine. Explore. Yeah. Be because to stay there, you have to change your chemistry anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah. All right. So now I think I just want to dive into because yeah. that was a beautiful lead lead into womb, women, yeah. and we had a little bit of a conversation before we started, yeah. Yeah. and how important it is for us to determine the difference between men and women, mm. physiologically, yeah. in that what we should and what we can do and what we expect of ourselves as women, yeah. um, and how we respond differently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, there's so much to that, and oh. so much depth. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, uh, I'm, don't, don't see me as being sexist or racist or anything like that when yeah. I answer, I'm just answering from my observations. Yeah, yeah. Generally women uh, as a whole are a lot quicker to get the breath better in the eyes water. Yeah. Now the only thing I can think about, is, and, and even if they haven't had a baby, yeah. it's like an innate wisdom comes in where you, you know, just before the labour you have to control your breathing. Yes. Maybe women have got that a little bit more. I don't know. Or maybe women have... Um, moon cycles, menstrual mm. cycles, mm. and we have to be in tune with our body whether we like it or not, choose to ignore it or whatever, it yeah. comes, yeah. and therefore we're a little bit more in tune and maybe that can affect 
the person in, in the ice bath from getting the breath and calm in, in our system. Yeah. Ge that's super general, but normally the women are the most scared to go in, go, they can't, but when they do it, boom, they can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but I noticed that in general for a lot of different things. Like women are seen as these fragile, delicate little creatures, yeah. but then when it comes down to it, yeah. we can lift cars. If for it sure, superhuman strength, baby under there, lift it up. So yeah, when sure. we need to, we can yes. be like the strongest person yeah. that we could ever be. And I think yeah. we need to bring that out in women. Yeah. Definitely. I see that uh, often you know, yeah. when I do when I do the ice baths, and it's so empowering, both men and women. Yeah. But what I love about the method that women have other ways to outlet. You know what I mean? Mm. But for men, it's I feel it's a beautiful method because they are able to express themselves in a yeah. safe way, yeah. and that's why the method works for a lot of men. And I'm grateful yeah. for that because men don't have very many therapists uh, therapies. Yeah. Like we've got yoga, we've got cooking, we've got community, we've got you know yeah. chatting. You know, and it's men acceptable, don't do that. right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Whereas men are like, oh no, we don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get them in a nice bath, do some breath work, release. Yeah, he comes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. love my wife, and it's not talking yeah. for ten years. Yeah, yeah. great. Because you, you bring it back to the Suppressed, heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, incredible. So yeah. But going back to your question, um, so I've been doing it for eight years. So until COVID happened, yeah. uh, I've been going into the water every day. I was like, you know, the, the warrior, yeah, I'm going to do this. It really makes me feel good. Mm. Then COVID, then suddenly I was open. I was like, uh, I had this kind of relationship with my womb. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. You know, I decided because I had a bit more time. And mm. um, so I was learning a bit more about Chinese medicine. and had their womb to be warm and I was like oh my god maybe I have too much cold in my life because mm. my periods were getting more aggressive yeah and I put that down to the beginning of the endometriosis yeah so I was like oh my god and so then I decided to be kinder on day one and day two mm. and not go fully in the hardcore water or anything like that yeah and you know what it helped with my flow yeah uh, it helped yeah. manage it a little bit more but before then it helped with my cramps before cold water helps with cramps yeah. and I didn't and it really before then when I was in the cold water this is what my, my observation was, yeah. is that when you come out of the ice water, you think, so you're not in fight, fight, freeze, you go back and rest and digest, and you yep. get all the happy, good hormones going mm -hmm. through, and you're like, wow, I did this, and it's amazing. But when I did it on, on my period, like day one, day two, I didn't start my bleeding until six hours after the ice froze. Huh. And I was like, ha, ah, okay, so that's interesting. So my mind thinks I'm not stressed but my body is still in a little bit of stress. Do I have to leave the village? Is it on fire? Mm. I'm not gonna be totally relaxed for at least six hours after, which mm. I thought was really interesting. Mm. So even though it's fine, on. yeah, yeah, holding on. Yeah. So that happens, and I'm, I would say, um, every ice bath, don't get me wrong, is very difficult and never be complacent, yeah. but I have got the adaptation yeah. of going into cold water. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting that that still happened six hours later. So I had a shock of my life. So I was like, yes, period over. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, two stuff, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, again. no. And then I had the extra day. So it kind of like just delayed it for six hours. It didn't, yeah. short, it didn't shorten the flow or anything like that. Yeah. It just delayed it for six hours. Just crammed up the uterus yeah. a little bit more for a little time. <laughs> yes. And then, whoa, it felt more angry after six hours. But yeah. I found that interesting and an interesting mm. observation for self. So now I'm just a little bit more kinder during those two days. Yeah. Sometimes I can do it, sometimes I don't. And I don't beat myself up not doing it yeah yeah so and the same with yoga you know they yeah. don't recommend doing too hard an exercise or you know um down you know, up with, yeah. up, you know up back to front yeah postures or whatever yeah, you call it, it, yeah well i didn't know that because i'm not really yoga background and yeah. also with breath work i've only just started to look back into breath work since lockdown but before that they're like oh yeah when you're on your moon cycle you shouldn't do this type of technique of breathing or yeah. you know breath of fire probably not recommended 
I'm like, oh, no one told me this. You know, so well, that's the key I found thing. that interesting that the ancient uh, techniques are often, you know, wise still and forgotten. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And so many, even in my practice, you know, as a naturopath, check, trying to teach people about their cycles again because yeah. we are not taught this anywhere. Yeah. Not in high school, not in school, no, no. Yeah. not in as an adult. No, yeah. Nowhere is there a course on how to deal with your menstrual cycle yeah. or how to optimise or become a superwoman in yeah, your menstrual cycle. Absolutely. And and it was all stages. You know, yeah. we have superpowers in all different areas of yeah. our menstrual cycle. Totally. And what not to avoid. Yeah, and I think it was in the James Nestor book, Breathe, mm. that when you go back to village life, um, yeah. there was lots of things within there that came apparent, but the one thing that relates to the cycle mm. is that the chief used to go to the woman in the woman in the in the red tent mm. to ask for the wisdom and insights because that's when they had it when they're all in the circle breathing in the ground. Yeah. That they have been intuitive site there in their yeah. hibernation state the and that was when the chief listened to the woman to, mm. to the elder yeah because and I was like wow and then I was like when I sort of read the book and I was going into more womb kind of circles and womb wisdom uh, they I have all the answers inside the womb and I think maybe back in the day of transition of being more of a masculine energy world that they saw yeah. that was like maybe they burnt witches at the stake yeah exactly. because they saw the power and the intuitiveness that we have from the womb men Absolutely. have it too but we yeah. kind of can tap into it monthly maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just found all that really really fascinating to to go into that and it's kind of and now I'm kind of holding my own in the feminine mm -hmm. power in a, in a very masculine my whim is a male uh, and yeah. I'm very, and we've spoken a lot, and he's like, yeah, but you're a female, female body, tell me, like, I only know from a male body. Absolutely. And he's really open to that. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's fascinating. I think we need more of that. And that's a good segue into also talking about where we were at before and we were having a chat about research. Yeah. Women's, you know, research in health is, is so little. Yeah. Mm, almost none yeah. because of the, the variances of, of changes in research and science is very dictated by it has to be this way and you yeah. can't actually measure that if they're on this part and who knows if that woman's on this part and yeah. that one's on yeah. this uh, section of their cycle yeah. um, and it is all a very male dominated world out there yeah. because of the way that our life is structured you know yeah. in a corporate sense as well like yeah. day in day out same things yeah. same expectations yeah. like a man's cycle of the circadian rhythm of the yes. day whereas yes. ours is monthly yes totally. so the awareness i think is coming out now but yeah. it's still taking a little while and you know headhunters like you to actually yeah. take charge and go yeah. we need to be doing this a little yeah. bit differently for women yeah and that's where we can have that that chart that change yeah. i guess absolutely and there's women in business who have you know during each stage of the cycle mm. like you do a presentation in summer yeah, you, know, you do. You prepare in spring. Uh, you know, presentation in summer, autumn. You reflect, and maybe winter you hibernate, and then come and do it again. Yeah. And it'd be beautiful if you can run your business that way. So maybe yeah. I do my retreats in my spring, summer, mm. and then in my autumn, winter maybe the you know podcasts and writing, and then my winter I'm just shut down and no no you know electronics yeah. and just go inward to see what's intuitive into reflection. The next month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that which I think find really you know. Like the exhale, oh thank God, yeah. thank oh. God it's coming. Because yeah. I think we've all felt it in yeah. our careers, but we yeah. were we were always kind of we're butting up yeah. against it. It's such a struggle, you know. Yeah. You're expected to do, like, say yeah. you're in your winter, and you're having to stand up in front of two hundred yeah. people and make yeah. a presentation. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, why is this so hard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this exactly. is so hard. I don't yeah. want to be here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so it's really important to recognize that women have the cycles, and exactly now in the Wim Hof world, the same thing. Mm. There hasn't been a study yet on a group of women. Yeah. Uh, and I and we train the trainers now, which is super nice. And yeah. I, they know, and that question always comes up. Yeah. And the reason, exactly like we discussed earlier and touched on here, 
is that we all have hormones, different cycles, different times. You sink a bunch of women together. Who are taking the same drug? Who has the same illness that they all want to research? That's very hard to it's do. Impossible. <laughs> that's so important to know that we are all yeah. very individual, and that's beautiful because yeah. we all have something so individual to give to the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So now I really want to touch on. Yeah. Marathon and ultra marathon. Yeah. Now this fascinates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is my crazy idea. So after I did Poland, which was a very intense week, completely life changing, I then walked on the Camino de Santiago. So wow. that, uh, for those who don't know, it's um, I started off in the south of France, walked across the Pyrenees, and it was like all the way across northern Spain, nine hundred kilometers, and it's called the Camino de Santiago. So it was about it took me one month, thirty days. Um, and it was so beautiful because all I had was my rucksack and every day, you know, like it was so, it, the whole journey, you don't have to be spiritual to do it or religious, it was an old religious pilgrim mm. trek, uh, you don't have to be any of those to do it, but it was just really nice for me to do every day connect with breathing mm. and every day connect with uh, cold water. Uh, and I just did majority. This <laughs> so this was in uh, January. I did this. So after wow. Poland, which was in December, yeah. I started my journey in January, and it took me till the beginning of February. Wow! And I did eight percent of that wearing shorts. Yeah, which was positively a lot warmer than it was in Poland because Poland was like minus seventeen degree wind yeah, factor. Right. Spain was plus eight. So you yeah. know, yeah. in comparison, I felt warm. But for the for the guys on the walk, they thought I was mad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, welcome to Wim Hof. Yeah. This is how you do cold exposure. <laughs> exactly, just prepare you. But it was, I had some beautiful life revelations on that walk, mm. as one does, I think. Yeah, I think but so. But that, doing the breath work, uh, just getting to know my body, yeah. getting to know what I was capable of mm. on a daily basis and doing the cold water in different ways. Mm. I then dissected the whole week, because that week was so intense in Poland that I started to remember, write things down, you know, do this thing. So it was a really, really nice way to analyze that intense week. Unfold it. Yeah, yeah. unfold it. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like I, I describe it as like I was in a spin cycle washing machine and then just got spat out. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you get given all this stuff, just like any course, yeah. and then you're just like, right, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah. yeah, yeah. Exactly that. So I thought, do you know what? Wim Hof has run a marathon. Mm. I thought if he can run a marathon, yeah. look at him. No offense, Wim. <laughs> I can run a marathon, and he actually said, you know, do it. Yeah. That's it, just do it. Did, he thinks, he did, do it, just pull the Nike, so yeah. just do it. So I had it, that in my head, I was like, if he can run a marathon. Also, Rich, roll around a marathon, yeah. you know, ultra. Yeah. So the seed was planted maybe, mm. you know, a year before. And then I went back home to Cumbria. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote to a guy who does marathon running trails, like mm. he teaches, and I said to him, hey, I've just done like, you know, um, 10 kilometers six months ago. I really want to run a marathon. Can you help me? And he wrote a letter back saying, I don't want to waste your time or money. Um, most people train a year for this. You mm. know, that's it. But it was a, that was beautiful because in a way he was, he was right. And mm. secondly, I was like, why am I paying someone to tell me what to do with my body? Yeah. Even though I've just spent the whole two months figuring out more yeah. internally what makes me tick. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's when the seed was planted. So I, I did. Um, so I had five weeks to train. Oh. Never run any more than ten. You kilometers. had five weeks to train. Yeah, yeah, five weeks to train. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Then, yeah. And in the marathon it. was the Windermere marathon, so quite undulating. Yes. And I knew the power of the Wim Hof method. Uh, I had asthma when I was a child, and wow. my mum bought me a course when I was twenty-six years old to do Buteyko. Yes. And I remember yes. this when I was walking. Because Buteyko is basically really nice just to breathe in and out. Nasal breathing, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I switched. Patrick McGill. Yeah. yeah. But then Patrick McGowan went on. To, I didn't know about Patrick McGowan then. Right. 
Uh, and he knows the story as well. So I didn't know, I just knew about Buteco. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so I married up the Wim Hof Method and Buteco. Mm -hmm. And then I really learned about paradoxical breathing and how to change that just by mechanically changing your breath. Mm -hmm. So it's just literally six little bit of yoga poses, you know, like the child's pose, the cat and cow, you know, just stuff like that. And that really helps exercise your diaphragm. Yeah. So I did those exercises separately. I did nasal breathing oh. uh, and I did the Wim Hof Method. Uh, and that was all I did for training. And I, I was living with a Romanian flatmate at the time. Oh. His English was very pidgin English. And, and I would just do maybe cat and cow, did a little bit of like child's pose uh, and some push-up exercises, which took like yeah. 30 seconds. So like, did you do running training? No. I you didn't, didn't do train, any running no. training? Yeah, that was it. So I didn't train the conventional way. No <laughs> running training. I hate running. Why am I going to go and do more running? Oh my God. I, when, awesome. I, when I was going to meet with you today, I'm just like, this woman must be like exercising all the time. No, it must be. Oh no, it's mindset. Because the women have three pillars. Cold exposure, breath work, mindset. So I really wanted to train my mindset. I didn't do any conventional training. I just knew that running would hurt my lower knees. I had osteoplastic something in the lower knees. I, did, yeah. I remember that was painful. Yeah. I was like, you know, so I didn't do any running training. I just did breath work, that was it. So, and then I introduced a little bit of Kundalini Yoga, which is breath work and movement as well. Yep. So I did uh, breathing exercises, Wim Hof Method. Uh, I knew about Buteco and I did um, uh, yeah, Kundalini, that's it. That was my training. And I really annoyed my uh, Romanian flatmate because he's like, you should, you should go out, you know, run. I'm you like, run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run. I'm like, no, no, I'm done. And I just did like um, some breathing with some push-up exercises. It took me 30 seconds. And he's like, that's it. That's all your training for today. I was really annoying him. I was like, no, that's it. I'm done. What do you want to do now? You know, like, that's it. Because I knew that. Uh, so something in me that I just knew yes. that I, because I felt strong. Like I yeah. wasn't a couch potato to marathon run. I yeah. that straight. I had also just walked a Camino. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you had some endurance, yes. absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly. And anywhere I went in the late I biked. Yeah. So it, you know, so those kind of vascular fitness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I cycled to my marathon, uh, and then I ran my first marathon, and then after that, and I wore new shoes. Okay, so there's there's you wore new shoes because I never, never, never wore them in. Yeah. <laughs> I never wore. Oh my in. god, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> So I had blisters, yeah, so blisters that freaking hurt yeah, and I've been the shoes, so they're all, bless those little shoes, they're Salomon, really nice, you know, yes. lovely sport shoes, yeah. they went once round the marathon and then they got binned because <laughs> it was <laughs> so painful, so, looking at them again. Yeah, yeah. so I would advise to break your shoes in before you go yeah. for, for, for the run, oh uh, and I lost a toenail as well, so it wasn't, wow. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't that it wasn't that romantic, if you like. Yeah. Um. Uh. But what I really knew that to stay in so there's anaerobic and aerobic yep. respiration for the cells. Yeah. And I knew that I wouldn't hit the runner's wall, have quicker recovery, mm -hmm. have my whole body acting as one unit, and not mm -hmm. overexerting my big muscle groups, which would be my calves, my thighs. Yeah. It was to stay in aerobic respiration because mm -hmm. um, anaerobic with nowhere means you get lactic acid. Yep. So I knew to stay in aerobic was to run in and out through the nose. You didn't do the whole thing in and out of your nose? Yep. In oh and out my, my nose. goodness. Yep. <laughs> yep. Four hours in and out through the nose. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I was wow. fine. I cycled there, did the, did the, um, did, ran round, and then I got a lift back that day. Oh and goodness. I had and I was back at work. I had a waitressing job at the time. And yeah. Back at work. So back no injuries. No injuries. No nothing. That is incredible. Yeah. But the beauty thing, I think, not I wouldn't say being a female, but I have taught for me teaching 
or sharing my journey with endurance runners mm. for me are low hanging fruit okay yeah. because yeah. most people do their endurance by a Garmin watch yep. or they think programs you know I've got to run 10 miles next week and 20 miles the next week and I've got to get the miles in yep. but I was just purely running I'm like hey how do I what do I want to do today yeah. ask my body what I want to do how do I, I feel? want to train how do I feel yeah yeah so I wasn't running by ego or running by a watch which doesn't know how I feel mm. I was running by how you know really really going internal so I was like mm. she running and I was celebrating every mile because I hadn't run further than you know uh, I don't know, six miles before. So on the seventh mile, I was like, wow, so this is what seven miles feels like. Yeah. Eight miles, so this is what eight miles. So I was in this constant state of presence. Yeah, of and gratitude. And gratitude, yeah, yeah when I was running. Because wow. I, I didn't plan to finish. So I had also no expectations to finish. Yeah. So it made me feel lighter in the head. Yes. And I had no time, so it also made me feel lighter. So I dropped all those conditionings that society all gives you. Mm. Yeah. And I just ran for myself and just to see how far I can get. And honestly, it was it was good because I was telling everyone before I feel amazing. They're like, oh. "Well, you look amazing," but yeah. And now I say I ran a marathon. They're like, "Oh, you must have been fit." Like they they suddenly put you they shoot they they judgmentally put you run a marathon. So therefore, you must be this type of person. You must absolutely. Be this. And I did that before this even podcast. Yeah. yeah. So that that's why I'm I'm blown away. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I so love this. it was. Uh, so I was telling everyone I felt good, but if I say I ran a marathon at that time, like, oh, they have this thing like you must have been good, you know, like my my voice was not good enough for them saying I feel amazing inside. Yeah. So then five weeks later, I thought, yep, sod it, I'm going to do an ultra marathon. <laughs> so I did. I entered an ultra marathon. So the road, so the marathon was a road, and the ultra was in the fells, and we call them the fells, but in the trails in the Lake District. Yeah. And so I did wear my new shoes in them. So I learned from my repeat my lessons. <laughs> Uh, and I ran the an ultramarathon. So I cycled to my yeah. ultramarathon. I was yeah. the first person, to, uh, the only person to cycle to my ultramarathon. And I remember talking to the marshal because I was like, "Where do I park my bike?" And he's like, "Are you running? Are you a runner?" I'm like, "Yes." And he was just like, "The finish line or whatever." So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had my bike kind of tied up to the fence at the finish line. It's great. Oh and then uh, the weirdest thing is with that one is so how many kilometers oh it's four it was 58 kilometers 58 kilometers. yeah yeah it was a yeah. smaller of the but the thing is i thought i booked the 100k right yeah so right. when i got turned up and i yeah so when i turned up, i was like oh you're running the 50 55 uh which turned out to be 58 mm. because of the course wasn't quite 55 mm. i'm claiming the other three you know? yeah <laughs> absolutely um, so when i told out i was running the 55 I'm like oh wow brilliant you know because i wasn't really feeling you know at the yeah. time and um so I was really happy that suddenly my whole my my journey got shorter. Yeah. yeah. So I prepared myself for the hundred, yeah. but actually it was fifty five. So it's also never good for mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So so I cycled there. Then I I didn't have the correct first aid because mm. we had to carry a backpack with like limited supplies. Yeah. So I didn't have that, so I had to run to the shop to go and get it, run back, and then I, I had to have my bag opened and checked again, oh and gosh. then went through. And so I did. I was all chaos in my mind. Yeah. And then I started running and I didn't get into my rhythm. And when you breathe through the nose, loads of snot comes out. You yeah, know? yeah. And I was really self-conscious. And normally I'm not, because uh, no one, no one's looking at you. you no, know? Everyone's on their own. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm like, oh my god, like this, this not, and it takes about 20 minutes to clear. So I was really in my head. And then I remember got to the first checkpoint, and this mm. woman, the two women runners together, they're like, oh, we made good time. And I was like, suddenly I thought, great, I made good time. And I'm like, but I don't know what the time is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was always like that. Oh well. And then. The, the remarkable thing, the amazing thing that happened is between checkpoint three and checkpoint four, it was in the middle of the fact so we were running through a mountain valley, 
and the sideways rain came and hit me. And uh, I saw two people in front, the visibility was getting less, mm. and I saw two people in front put their, you know, runner um, waterproofs on. Mm. And I just thought, shall I wait? You know, obviously the wind was super blurry, and I was like, oh. But what, what I found was that sideways rain hit the same side as when I was on the mountain in Poland and it reprogrammed, or it had a positive effect mm. on me that gave me clarity, focus, mm. and I sped up, and I maintained that new pace up until the end. Whoa. So it had a really positive effect on a cellular level, that sideways yeah. wave, rain, which was like, it's almost like Top Gun, and mm. collected yeah. it, and I, just, and I just went faster, like I'd lost um, the, the monkey brain, and I just yeah. went, and that I focused ego. it. Yeah, and yeah. I just went, and then I got faster and faster. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I started to overtake people who overtook me at the beginning. Yeah. And, and, and then one woman in the last checkpoint, uh, so before checkpoint four, I realized I was going to be late for work, so I was still waitressing and didn't tell anyone I was going to run a portrait. So I text my boss saying, he's, all, he's actually Australian, he's, he's yeah. Cumbria. He goes, hey, um, I said, oh, I'm going to be late, but I'm running as fast as I can, just tongue in cheek. Yeah. Because uh, I literally was running as yeah. fast as I can do yeah. that. But it was. It was amazing because the, the next checkpoint, this woman goes, said to me, are you a runner? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, why do you say that? Because by then I was hungry. You know? yeah. and, um, and I went for peanut butter sandwiches um, just because I was so hungry. But mm. the woman goes, because you're not broken a sweat and you, don't, like, you're you didn't have razor cheeks. So I also think that's contributed to nasal breathing. Yes. Like you kind of maintain equal. And you can only, so I can only run as fast as my nose and my diaphragm would allow right. me to. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. overexerting any part of my body. Yes. So I thought that was really a good observation what she said there. Absolutely. And then I got to the, got to the finish and it was just, yeah, it was just an incredible feeling. Oh. Now I look back, yeah. I think the marathon and the ultraman was four hours and eight hours of breath work. Mm -hmm. And it got an itch inside me yeah. that just get, I felt lighter yeah. doing it, and I felt it was more of a, an emotional or some kind of something that happened in my timeline that I needed to get out. Yeah. And yeah. the Wim Hof wasn't wasn't good. Kundalini wasn't good. You know, yeah. like just to get deep. Wasn't enough. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And by the time I finished, I was like, I'm done. Like I feel positive. I feel great. Yeah. I no longer want. I like. I'm not. I listened to Rich Roll, I'm not swapping one addiction to another addiction. Yeah. It was just enough to give me what I need, and yeah. I think it was a positive way, yeah. four hours and eight hours of breathing, to get rid of inner anger, which yeah. I couldn't express in society. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. So it was a really nice channel. The whole thing is beautiful, <laughs> because it's also, like I on purpose didn't read up or learn about too much of what you'd spoken about previously, because yeah. I like to come into those yeah. sorts of things fresh, yeah. right? And so I asked the questions accordingly, yeah. and I'm blown away, you know, because my conditioning has even brought that, and that was part of some of the questions I had down, like, you know, was there a fitness component previously? What else have you, exactly what you said, swapped out for addictions? Because it's so common, yes. right? Yeah. But I love that you did it for a purpose, because, and you've seen it in a very different way. Yeah. And I admire that, because it's something how I see things in different ways, and if someone says to me that you can't do it, I'm yeah. like, well, you say I'm yeah. going to do this yeah. like, I'm sorry now yeah, <laughs> it's done exactly. or to myself like do I have doubt no I'm going to go and do it yeah. anyway now mindset yeah it's a mindset thing. yeah it's all mindset and it's personal mindset absolutely yeah and it's because you've and now released that and I'm sure you yeah, have you run it since no no you've got no desire to <laughs> yeah. you know, I yeah. still cycle you know yeah. I don't I don't do any running yeah, yeah that is I know I can like yeah. that's the thing so that was another thing when I was sharing my story okay so after I did that my Romanian flatmate, I took up the, the 
a road called the Struggle. So you can mm. imagine it's like 30 degree gradient going up a couple yeah. of kilometers. And he cycled. And I said, we can cycle up there together and you won't touch the ground. Yeah. There's one point of the Struggle where you go backwards, you know, with the bike because it's quite steep. Whoa. So he got to the top and he started to cry and he gave me a hug. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've made a grown man cry about being a bitch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, he goes, whatever well, no, you should do, teach. So that's what started me to mm. teach. So six months later, I qualified an instructor, and it's only then that I heard of the oxygen advantage. Mm. And I was like, oh, so mm. oxygen advantage is very much what I did yes. in, the, in, the running. In, the, in the training, yeah, in the running. Which is incredible, by the way, because I've tried to do two kilometers yeah. in and out of my nose. Maybe I need to down my pace a little bit, yes, but that's what it have to feels do. like an impossibility. So now I've got yeah. a new motivation. Yeah, initially, <laughs> initially, I was walk running, you know, because, yeah. so let me take you out back to, when I was 26, so I ran the marathon at 37, so mm. a good 11 years. Mm. I switched already to nasal breathing because I wanted to join the army, and the mm. army wouldn't allow me to join because I had my inhaler, my asthma. Right. So I kind of did a little white lie and said I was uh, inhaler free. Yeah. Uh, and in order to get the fitness, I switched to nasal breathing. Now that took me nine months because I remember it took me the time. I could have had a baby in this time. Like it was so frustratingly slow. Yeah. You know, well, it you took know. me nine months to retrain to to run the fitness test that you're required for army officer training. Yeah. And you'll do all that through the nose. Wow. Eleven years later, yeah. it took me just five weeks because of body memory. Yeah. You really yeah. know. So um, so I feel it's an individual journey. Like. For me, five weeks is like, it's incredible. But I remember, oh wow, I did this years ago, mm. and I and I hadn't done much in fitness. Yeah. But it, it, the body wants to breathe that way, and it's designed to breathe that way. And it's the less resistance, so yeah. it's the easiest transition. It's optimal. It yes. can function optimally. Yeah. And you treated that as yeah. like a four-hour and eight-hour running meditation, yes. pretty much. Yeah. Totally. With all that you've learned from Wim Hof as well. Yes, totally. Wow. So yeah, the Wim was just like the final pieces. So yeah. when I qualified an option advantage it was just learning more about the science of what I'd already done a year before yeah uh, so I was like because uh, most people do that get inspired and then run whereas yes. I'm like I'm good I don't want to run because I'm already teaching the or I'm already sharing the parts of it like the bolt school is super good yeah um, it's just about a, a relaxed exhale and counting the exhale and yep. holding the breath yeah and I already was doing that with non because I really like that because it's non-egoic like the more you try, the shorter you are in, yeah. in the breath hold. So yeah. I really like that, and I was already sharing that. So it was just really nice to just get the certification in something that I already yeah. do, yeah. Uh, and I live by it anyway. So yeah. that's. But it was really weird that that came out later. Yeah. So I see if anyone does buteco, it was mainly for asthmatics or people with respiratory diseases and health conditions. Yeah, yeah. health conditions. Yeah. You know what? The oxygen advantage is the same. Just added two more exercises, and it's packaged up as a recovery, sports performance, mm. endurance thing. And it, yeah, it's the same, but just marketed differently. Absolutely, you know? like many um, things in the world, right? Like yeah. they're the same foundation. Yes, yeah, but yeah. just portrayed yeah. two different groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is better for Patrick because he's probably getting bored of teaching just uh, yeah. people who are spiritually. You know, he wanted yeah. to broaden his own, cap, yeah. you know, client list. Bless him, and it does. It's great. And it's successful. Yeah. And it's getting the message out there that good breathing practice yeah. is good. Exactly. It's getting more people aware of actually breathing yeah. because it seems so bizarre. And you know, when you read it in breath and you read it with Patrick and you read yeah. it with everyone, it's yeah. like 
we breathe because we need to like we we, we can't live without breathing yeah. but none of us are taught how to breathe properly Absolutely. it's bizarre just like menstruation menstruation like. also finance as well yeah. uh, that's not taught in school yes no. <laughs> trap of credit i've learned that and also finally emotional health that's not taught in school you know no, so no. All, all the most important <laughs> things that we all struggle with <laughs> we need to change our education yeah. system. yes totally <laughs> or is it fixed i don't know but yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I've been questioning everything, you know, seven, eight years ago now. Yeah. So when things come into light, I'm like kind of already prepared in a, in a way because mm. it is about going internal and you know and yeah. it's having to manage the awareness that the Wim Hof and breath work has given is just incredibly powerful because I can't control anything else. I can mm. only control my response. Yeah. But then I can learn how I respond by having relationships and having this kind of connection with others. Yeah. And I think that's really, really, really beautiful because yeah. before I was living so disjointed yeah. and having the two has just enabled me to have better relationships, to have a better relationship with myself. So yeah. the more deeper I go, the broader I am with other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And able to hold that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the basis of so many different philosophical, you know, realms. Yeah. We, we that's the basis is yeah. having that ego, knowing self, knowing others, being with others, and yes. being able to be resilient in this world. Yeah. 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 And having lack of, or knowing that we have lack of control other than what we can perceive or yeah. as our reactions. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. It's been life changing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love your story. Love oh. it. <laughs> I can't wait to see more. Um, yeah. So let's bring up to present time. Yeah. What What is going on for you now? And I want to know what you do every day now to keep you on track. You yeah, know, no, it's a, right. yeah, I feel like I've gone, so that was like, it's like a seven year cycle I've gone mm. through. So I've been really fortunate to travel with Wim Hof every winter and summer expedition. Yeah. Uh, I've been kind of quietly doing that. I'm not very loud. I'm just like this person that's there. And I was the first international to be with the Dutch in mm. Spain and the, and the winter. And I've loved it. So I've learned from the originals. Yeah. If you like, I've learned my sort of tech. And it's been a blend of all of them. Because I've had the pleasure of being assistant to all of them. Mm. And then now when I'm now leads and stuff like that, it's been really, really, really great. And now I'm in the academy. So the three level one is to learn the fundamentals and run a workshop yeah. in the Wim Hof. To be level two, you can do retreats and you can run your own travels as well. And mm -hmm. you can run, you can do other uh, breathing techniques, which is within the Wim Hof. Uh, method, mm -hmm. but they're only good to do once you have some kind of awareness, yep. you know, so it's more advanced. Yeah. And to be level three, it's invite only, and uh, basically it's the amount of work and contribution you've done to the Wim Hof, mm -hmm. you know, being a great ambassador or working next to Wim, and it's just like an appreciation and awareness of the, of the efforts. Beautiful. So if anyone's booking, it doesn't matter if they're level one, level two, level three, mm -hmm. is who you resonate with. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but level three is, the, I suppose, the most experience in your field and working with the, the family, you know, in, yeah. in the Wim Hof. Yeah. yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah. So definitely, you know, some people might have a different opinion. Yeah, yeah. of course, uh, as there is always with yeah. everything, you yeah. know, and it's, again, removing that ego and just knowing what it is for yeah. each person yeah. and what it's given yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember sitting in the summer with Wim in, in Spain, and he says, so, Emma, what do you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, you know, because I was always promoting other people, yeah, I mentor like, loads of instructors, and he goes, yeah, but what do you want to do? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, it pierced me, because I yeah. started to cry, and I'm like, you know, Wim, I don't know, like, I've got to the top here, like, what happens here, mm -hmm. level three, I work next to you, and I'm feeling, uh, like, unease in the body, and he goes, well, no, well, what do you want, what you always wanted to do? And I'm like, I just said something out loud, very random, but to mm -hmm. the heart, 
I said, you know what, I want to go back to Brazil, where I was born, mm. and I want to work, with set, to have this gift to give back to the orphanage, you know, the, the children in the orphanage. He goes, do it. Mm. I'm like, but that's, that's impossible. Like, I'm not sure, I ha- not sure how. And he goes, just do it. So three years But you ran an ultra marathon. The beauty of the Wim Hof, like even the ultra and the ice is playing it initially it's your masculine energy that gets you there, but it's a feminine that stays, keeps you there. So I was always like I was always I wouldn't say I was an alpha like uh, an alpha female. Yeah. But you know, that how I'm strong, you know, you look at my star sign, Capricorn, yeah. you know, I'm always that kind of person. But actually I remember seeing a medium like you've got to place your feminine, like that's your weakness show you my ability I'm like no, <laughs> no. so yeah, yeah yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. so I was like breaking my patterns of showing my weakness and vulnerability so I said to her three years ago that's what I want to do and just this Christmas in Brazil I went to Brazil and I shared the simple light breath work mm. with a, a group in the community projects there incredible self-funded did that incredible I couldn't believe it wow yeah. That would have felt amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, Goosebumps was just even yeah. talking about it. But it's just like, I've come full circle. So mm. And you've done it. Yeah, I've done it. And the, what, I, what I've also now, because um, so, so many people are like, yeah, but how do you get to your platform? You travel, you do this. I think because I was born in one country and moved to another country, mm. I'm kind of a gypsy in the blood or nomadic, however you want to frame it. Yep. And I think it's perfectly primed me to travel around the world, to sprinkle and fairy dust, carry on and carry on. But that's mm. my pattern, that's my life. Yeah. Other people are more stationary and have their communities and build up that. I don't really have my own community, but I go around. Yeah. So, and other people are like, but I want to travel like you. And I was like, it's not easy. It's like it's eight years of pouring your heart out, being yeah. vulnerable, telling people you've been in jail. Like none of it is like beautiful, you know, in that sense. Yeah. But it's the unfolding and discovery. It's the journey. Yeah. It's like, it makes you you. It makes yeah. you so feel the more like you're living. you, the yeah. more people can see and resonate so it depends on what how much inner work you want to do yeah but then I just thought why don't people come to Brazil mm. so what I've done now is um, setting up a place in Brazil it's all uh, voluntary like a sabbatical yeah so they can go into this community project which is they only need an hour and a half work uh, mm. twice a week mm. and anyone can go can set up a safe place for them to go get a translator and they can do that and that means that people can travel to Brazil experience mm. create their own opportunity and then that's it. So maybe I might set up one somewhere else, somewhere else. But it just allows people the fluid and to move around but come back to their base. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's a super nice way of giving back. Wow, wow. So what is that? What's that called? What do people find well, out? Well, that's the thing. That? They just have yeah. to contact. It's, it's in its infantry stage at the moment. Okay. So just contact me on my, in my website. And yeah. I will have another page which says, you know, anyone. So it's a sabbatical of training. So yeah. If you have a skill mm-hmm. or breath work, design that kids would enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, and then to go there and just to spend some time with them and stuff yeah. like that. So what a beautiful yeah. way of spreading skill. that knowledge and just that um, availability of different types of cultures and people to yes. the children too. Yeah, like and then they go back to their place, their yeah. own house, thinking, "Wow, wow, I'm really grateful for what I've got," or yeah. "I'm really inspired to do it in my own place," yeah. you know, and just give yeah. back because it's not that you. The way to, for me, it's I built my business completely opposite way around to maybe how I was funding myself, my um, work before. Mm. That I, it's about the more you give, the more you get. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Emma is such an inspiration and we unfortunately got cut short just a little bit at the end but Emma is going to be back in three months and we're going to be talking about everything she's been up to in that time and as you've seen Emma can do a lot in a very short period of time so we look forward to seeing her then and any questions head to the show notes and you can contact Emma via her website and on the social media. Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au, for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and it is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.